It is May 6th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, Monday Night Raw edition. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Matt Morgan, who has news more exciting than anything you saw on WWE <laughs> TV tonight. Mr. We're, Morgan. First of all, I apologize for us being a few seconds late, a few minutes late here. I just got back out of my Longwood City Commission meeting where your boy here at Wrestling Inc. Um, was just voted in as the brand new mayor of Longwood. How about that? Mayor Morgan. Yeah. Mayor Triple Matt M. Triple, Triple M. M. What's up? <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Matt. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Very excited. Uh, fought very hard for it. Worked very hard for it. And to get the unanimous, the way it works along, what you get decided, our mayor is decided amongst us fellow commissioners. Mm. We have five that make all the decisions here in Longwood. And I'm one of those commissioners. Well, each year comes up the mayorship and you could vote amongst each commissioner who you want to elect or stay with the same mayor. We had an amazing mayor before me, Ben Paris, who's done amazing work here. But to get the unanimous five to nothing vote for mayor in my just first year and a half in my first term is insanity, something I never fathomed. So insanely honored, but it's also why we're a few minutes late, so I apologize. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> man. Good that reason. is really cool. Really yeah, Jesse, cool. Jesse Ventura started out as mayor, you know, so, so yeah. where he went. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So uh, that's better than anything we saw on TV tonight. And maybe we should start with the news that set the internet on fire mere moments after we ended our last SmackDown podcast, which John mm -hmm. Moxley is back. Wow. <laughs> the vignette. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I was up late last Tuesday night. Is I mean, we everyone was just speculating like crazy. Very awesome. slickly produced promo. He's breaking out of prison. Yep. Um, lots of perhaps cryptic hints and clues in there. But Mo Moxley or Mox, uh, as he was had at the end of the video, he's out of WWE control and back on his own. How he got away with that, I do not know. Like, they sent him off better than I've ever seen them send anyone off, right, Raj? <laughs> right. And this is how he repays them. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, so he is uh, – yeah, I thought that was – I mean, that had the internet uh, just on fire last week. That was better than anything uh, I've seen WWE produce in a long time. Even, and that includes – the... that on Twitter. I saw you say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't you, don't you agree? I mean, the fire yes. – Firefly Funhouse stuff is good too, but it is. But come on, this was exactly what you said. Like, how hard was this to put together? It looked great, looked slick. By the same token, how much thought process had to have been put in? Not that much. I mean, yeah, it right. was really they'd have set up and all that stuff, and that's great. And the great editing and slick, you know, camera work. But by the same token, WWE is a zillionaire company, right? Zillions yeah. of dollars. Kevin Dunn, all these great video packages they're known for, and like that. He yeah. was able to go out and do that on his own accord better than they've done it in years. Yeah, it was awesome. And so he's going to be back on the indies, I guess, starting in June. So, oh, wow. And here I thought he was burnt out. I really thought he was burnt out, was why he was stepping away. Wow. It could be just a few dates, you know, maybe not like a, a full time this schedule. Is not the sign. Yeah, you're probably right. But this is not a sign of a burnt out wrestler. Let me just put right. that out there. No. Immediately put this out now. Right. He looks like he's oh, ready to get creative again. Yes. Kind of what it looks like. And I went through and it made us all. I'm sure I'm not the only one who went through a bunch of old John Moxley videos. <laughs> he did lose a lot of his his ism, isms, if you will, that he has, his, his his weird body mechanics he has and coming out and his everything about him is different, right? Yeah. How he yeah. moves. And he had a ton of that 
um, like nonverbal, whatever you want to call it, body language that 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 is very different, very <coughs> pipe, very. You, everyone tries to say it's Piper-esque or this or that. Right. It's different even than him. Yeah, it's yeah, a, I agree. He's original. Yeah, you look at the old Shield promos. Uh, that he, I mean, he would just stand out in those, like his delivery, his mannerisms, everything. He just had the star quality, and we always thought he'd be the biggest star at yep. the, the very beginning. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, when they turn in baby faces, WWE is just bad with booking baby faces. No, they, they just... put well that, and they you could tell who their centerpiece was. They kept pushing Homeboy for the hot tag. He kept getting all the hot tags in their six man mm-hmm. tag, so that's who you know they were shining. And yeah. then the heel turn by Seth, it's like holy crap, Homeboy, our boy, our boy's the third man of the bunch. How's that? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely pushed to the side, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone's uh, you know anxiously anticipating where he shows yes, up. I am. Yeah. And I think tonight kind of drove the point home that this is not a secret WWE plot to bring back uh, John Moxley. No. I think Dean Ambrose is dead. I mean, because do you think they oh. would have put it on the show tonight if that was the secret plot? Wow. I they, didn't think of it, man. I don't think they'd do it anyway. They, I mean, they have all, they don't own the name John Moxley. You know? No one they, does. Not trademarked. They, I searched. But he can, uh, he can use it pr- because of prior use. Absolutely. So, so um, so yeah, so WWE wants characters that they own. They own Dean Ambrose. They have so much equity in that name and that character. That's, that's a good point. You just ruined it for me because I was just thinking, like when Glenn said that, I was like, "Holy crap! Can you imagine if this really was some sort of work shoot? This would have gone down as one of the best ones of all time." <laughs> Absolutely, but the right? blood with the barbed wire makes me think it's but not him using that name. That's not copyrighted by WWE. They don't do anything. They don't sneeze without copyrighting the freaking boogers coming out of their nose beforehand. <laughs> Right. Feel free to steal that one, folks. <laughs> How did that work for you, Matt, with Matt Morgan? Uh, did you have to fight them? At I got all? a yes. Me, Mark Jindrak at one time got cease and desist letters, and um, I got to because we're tag teaming at the time in Japan, and I got to very politely send a, a photo of my birth certificate and said thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah, I remember Ultimate Warrior legally changed his name to Warrior, and like Ryback changed his name to Ryback. His name's now Ryback Reeds. So there, yeah, China changed her name. So that's I mean, when WWE creates your name, they own mm-hmm. it. And, it's and I get, get it. it. I fully get it. They put a lot of money. The way Vince used to sell it to us when we did promos was every minute you have, you need to treat like a million dollars of worth of ad advertisement money that you're wasting if you don't ballpark your promo, essentially. Each minute is that precious. So you can imagine the amount of stock they feel as a as owners that they put in these names so i get it yeah but the issue i have with that is when these wrestlers are out doing media appearances and and interviews and everything they're not called by their real names they're not like hey it's colby lopez they're like it's seth rollins and so so like in a movie right Uh, Mm -hmm. like robert downey jr he's not going out appearing as tony stark yeah so it's like they're these characters They, they put so much of it of, of their own and for the company to completely own it and not allow them to use it after uh you know after they're done it's just kind of i don't know do you think we'll ever get to a point nice where thing. do you think it'll be a, a wrestling whether uh, probably won't but do you think wrestling will ever be famous enough or big enough like movies are to where you know they can go out and use their real names and everyone knows who they are like Tom, like you said you know, homeboy playing Iron, uh, Iron Man. He gets right. he's not he's not booked as Iron Man for the interviews. Booked as Robert, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Whatever. Um, do you know what I mean? Do you think ever get to that point as wrestling? I don't see it. I mean, no, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, say like in your case, John Cena. When guys get to use their real names, you know, um, 
like Roman Reigns, that'd be interesting. If he ever left, he couldn't use that name. And that's how everyone knows him. And his real name, it just doesn't, if it, it sounds crazy, doesn't fit him, right? <laughs> right. He yeah, doesn't look totally. like what his name is. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, something, it's funny, Matt, you're mentioning, you know, every every minute of airtime being worth a million dollars and precious. And I want someone just to smash cut that into half the shit we saw tonight on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, tell that to the revival. Tell that to the, tell that to the damn writers that are running right. the show. Oh, oh man. So the big headline out of tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw, which was live from Cincinnati, is the wild card rule. They opened the show with Vince McMahon coming out to a huge pop, Roman Reigns interrupting him, um, and basically just started explaining it that from now there will be this rule that three superstars originally, three superstars from either show can go to the other show. On occasion, and then they uh, changed it to four, even though Star there were there were five on this show. Well, and Shane, so Shane, uh, well, Shane, the McMahon's can appear on both. Remember, hang on, hang on, hang on. Back to the wild card rules. Anytime they want. Yeah, yeah. It started to make it seem originally like Roman, Kofi, and Daniel Bryan were the exceptions, yeah, but throughout the night, they kept. You notice that they kept evolving it. Corey kept saying, "Well, any three superstars, right, on any given night." Um, essentially, what this means to me, and I want to get your take, Matt. For all intents and purposes, is the brand split dead? Yeah, that puts a huge bullet right through it. I have a feeling this isn't going to last long because think about. What but it, they have to do. It um, ruins a brand split when they just did the draft. Right. No, for sure. Well, so what happened last week is Raw and SmackDown both got their lowest numbers ever. Uh, Raw was the lowest rated rating ever for a non-holiday show. Wow. The Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve episodes were the only ones that have done worse. So record low ratings, SmackDown all-time low. So they panicked. So, you know, they... Yeah, so they announced Roman and Vince, and and Roman actually is not is not scheduled for SmackDown tomorrow. And all the Raw guys, all the top Raw guys, are going to Ireland. You know, they're going to Northern Ireland for the European tour. So I don't think they'll have three top. Is it is uh, it true Goldberg's coming back? Yeah, yeah, he's announced for is it Saudi just Arabia. the one show. Will he be coming back? Coming back? I mean, he'll probably be doing a couple appearances to build it, but yeah, it's just for that one show. I clicked on a couple of your little things on wrestling and get news pieces <laughs> and i saw that about the goldberg thing i was like so they're panicking yeah goldberg lesnar and undertaker are all are all booked for the saudi arabia show i, I just wonder what else with this panic glenn do you think we'll get what else do you think they'll do i mean hogan's going to be in saudi arabia definitely with now that that's saudi arabia with all these other stars but what about the cable show each week though I think they'll bring back if they think it'll boost their ratings. It'll like we put this way: if they see a spike with Goldberg, I think they will go back and start saying, "Who else can we get?" This is a proven yeah. way to bring in money. Is what it true about CM Punk? You guys, is that was that was there truth to any of that? Like maybe he was one of them as well. Besides the Goldberg, Lesnar's no, and no. anybody else they can get to come back. That's a main big name. No. Okay, Matt, think, if I were you, I would be uh, sending some behind-the-scenes text saying, hey, when Matt Morgan was on TV, look where the ratings were. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> well, here, here's one problem with the Monday night shows. Because uh, SmackDown, they do live events on Monday night. So if you're taking three top guys from SmackDown and putting them on Raw, mm -hmm. that weakens those live events a lot. I mean, already well, you're not... When you your know, ratings are this low, does it... I mean, is that was that more important? And those SmackDown yeah. Monday Night shows—if you've ever seen the photos of the attendance oh, there—they're yeah, low. They are. I mean, it, they flat out canceled their show tonight in Corbin, Kentucky, uh, and and you know basically brought all the guys to to Raw. And I just put this out there: women's wrestling has never been better than it is today. Do we agree? 
in the rig, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So here's my question. When does it become, what's the word, indicative? A draw? Or that are they part of this with being low, low ratings, or do we say they're even at the mark they're at? Thank God for the women. Is it yeah. lower? There have been articles about that, and Raj, if you heard those murmurs, maybe it's just speculation of saying, though, they're second-guessing putting women as the primary focus in this last WrestleMania. Some internally might be trying to put the blame there. I don't think that's the case. I think that the women's wrestling is what's keeping some of the fans. That's the way I – for me, it is. If I have to do this show, I'll fast-forward to all the the women's – a lot of the women's segments. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, this year's WrestleMania – I was intrigued by it. I was very intrigued by that main event. I was too. And I actually, you know, like I said, if it was divided up, if you watched it as two separate shows instead of yes. one long ass show, I mm-hmm. thought it was really good. Um, but but business wise, uh, as far as uh, the network numbers, the ratings since uh, building up to it and since everything is down. And so um, and this was the first year that network subscribers were down after WrestleMania. But Raj I, and Glenn, I think there'll be residual effect from putting the women in that main, in that main event. They ultimately, automatically shot them up through the roof as far as super duper stars, if you will. And now going forward, because they've done it in the past, I think it will start to pay dividends months, a year down the road, whenever have you. And, and here's here's the thing too. Like people were saying, the women's main event not trying. Well, I think what happened was last year, Ronda brought in so many people, like new subscribers to the network, to watch her first match. So I think, yes. you know, the, the woman, you know, is what was caused yep. the, she, the big bump last she's year. She's a female. Yep. And, and this year with WWE booking, she didn't. She wasn't the star that she was a year ago. So uh, there was more interest in her last year than this year. And, and they, I think that's it, one of the reasons. And little made. mistakes with Becky as well, who was red. Sorry, white hot. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I pointed this out on Twitter. People were noticing more ads than usual tonight in Monday Night Raw. Really? And part of the reason why it's a residual effect. I mean, I'm just telling this to someone that works in advertising. It's the low ratings. When you sell a show, you sell it at a certain number, a number that advertisers expect you're going to get X number of impressions. What do you do when you don't hit that number? You have to issue what are called make goods to make advertisers whole on what they show already it, paid for. Show it more than you normally would. Yeah. And I'm telling it. you, I see this even in the podcast business. When you have a number shortfall, you start adding more ad slots because you got people that are paying money coming in, and then you have all these unhappy customers that are mad you didn't hit the numbers you promised them before. So when the WWE loads it up like this, this good is inform- a good situation. Good information. Yeah, we don't we don't know that for sure. I, I'm just it, telling you that's how possible. it works. That's how. No, it no, works. I, I yeah, I know about. I mean, it's with website advertising too. Uh, they have, uh, you know, with podcasts like you mentioned. Yeah, it's everywhere. Make goods. Yeah, you sell it at a rate. You fulfill at that rate. Uh, speaking of ads, and speaking of the mayor of Longwood, want to take a moment thank the sponsor of this episode, which is Blue Chew. Take it back. Get my name out of that right now. <laughs> Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan sitting silently during this ad. If any opposition <laughs> is digging this far, and, oh, could you imagine Matt? The opposition digging into the podcast archives, just looking for some slip up, something he said. <laughs> Guys, remember the days when you were the mayor of Longwood? You were always ready to go. Well, good anyway. news. You're older now. Things that don't work as well, perhaps physically, but they still work there mentally. There's a solution now that can get you back in the driver's seat, bring back the Attitude Era in your pants, and give you that extra performance and confidence in bed. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, hey, you know this is the stuff that works. It's science-engineered 
to make it go time anytime. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. You've heard me talk about it, the wow factor. You've heard Raj talk about it with his wife, with his girlfriend. Maybe it was a slip of the tongue. Maybe he's got something else going on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right, Mrs. Raj. You just... Remember that when you confront him. Um, you've heard other people who are involved in politics who I won't call out by name who have used it and had a great experience. And now, the thing to remember about Blue Chew, it is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. You talk that good game. If you're one and done, Blue Chew will help you with round two, round three, round four, and more. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person's doctors visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy, and we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use the promo code WINC. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And I'm going to be at StarCast where Blue Chew is a sponsor. And they're sponsoring the Roast Rick Flair. So if you're there and you see me walking around, Raj, you're going to be in Vegas. I will be there too. Yeah, we got a little little panel with me and Nick uh, during StarCast. So yeah. Nice. Well, I will On be there. On that Friday at 2.30. I'll have to check it out. Bluechew.com, promo code W-I-N-C to try it free. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So back to this wild card rule. This is just where it all dies. The brand split. Yeah. Yeah, remember, I've, I've, I've been saying this since they started, that it's the same uh, the same things that happened last time, where they tried to keep them separate and both loaded. Then they eventually made SmackDown weaker. And then eventually SmackDown live attendance went down. So they stopped doing the dual branded, you know, the single pay-per-views, like the SmackDown only and Raw only pay-per-views. Then, uh, and then, you know, eventually the, the brand split died. And that's, we're seeing that happen again. And, and, and one of the things was they had the talent start appearing on each other's shows. And so it didn't matter anymore. And then, and then it died. I'd rather they just kill it. I really do. They can't, though. They can't because they signed these two separate TV deals. And even That's though it hasn't been fine. confirmed. Gives, guess what? If you're Fox, you should want that because now you have carte blanche to every superstar. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they have it mentioned. You know, I don't know what their contracts are like, but I don't think Fox cares if the rosters are separate. When you know. before the last brand split, if you looked at the ratings of what SmackDown did, remember they signed for the USA SmackDown was right. at Sci-Fi before it was just sort of thrown in their overall deal with NBC Universal. Yeah. Right. Um, it was not must-watch programming. In fact, it was ob uh, often skipped programming by the fans. Right. Fox it is not paying what they paid for the B show. No, no, they'll but probably they'll makes it not the B show. Don't you see? If I haven't combined rosters, you can't have to. That's Vince logic. Well, they're both A shows. Well, oh, they yeah. they will definitely try to make SmackDown the A show. Uh, I think you, you think. almost have to because it's on Fox. Um, they have a gun to their head, finally. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, look, when they were on Sci-Fi on Tuesday, they were doing better ratings than they are now um, wow. before the brand split. So, Wow. Yeah. Really? They did better yeah. ratings on Sci-Fi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, these are the, their lowest numbers, like, ever. <laughs> well. What's crazy is... Guys, we couldn't shut up about being more excited about covering SmackDown than Raw. <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, it's both shows. It's like, so how Raw goes, so does SmackDown. Usually if Raw's down one week, SmackDown's going to be down as well. I think I think they're going to be hurt even more tonight because of the, the <clears throat> NBA game, the Warriors game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. And Raj, what are you hearing about behind-the-scenes turmoil? Uh, lots of news stories are leaking about more writers leaving WWE creative. Good. See ya. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the this head writer just left today, um, and then you know, Brian uh, Road Dog quit his position. Uh, that they brought, sucks. 
yeah, they brought on Dana Warrior, uh, Jeff Jarrett. Um, what? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, Jeff Jarrett. What? what? Give me both of those again and tell me <laughs> when they got signed. And uh, Ultimate Warrior's wife was um, like a, a couple what? months ago. And she's a writer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, um, well, she's in like, creative. I mean, I don't creative. know. Yeah. yeah, she's in creative. And, wow, and they must have been impressed with her. And then Jeff Jarrett, that's a great pickup. Yeah, and so Jeff Jarrett's great. Uh, and, and, you know, great. I think it's great with Dana Warrior, too. I think they need more women in there because yes. uh, they can't write for women worth crap. I agree with that point. I'm just, uh, is this, you know, just homage to, 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 to Ultimate Warrior more? Or is it she's really this I mean, she's super been... duper creative person or something that I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm not in the know anymore. Really. Yeah, I'm sure she must be because she's been working with them for a while, like an ambassador role, you know. I've seen her. Uh, yeah, but she's so. Speaker. I love listening to her. She's a good speaker. I just didn't know she has creative ability with writing and putting together a wrestling show. Yeah, we don't. Apparently she she impressed some people. So um, yeah, hey, can't hurt to try another uh, places you normally don't pull from, if you will. Because no offense to the current writers that they've had, it they're they're still too chicken shit to put something out there without the fear of it xing it. And once they do, they cry about it and just give up. Yeah, yeah. can't have that anymore. I mean, outside of the opening segment, which made no sense, um, none. I mean, why Roman? Well, so Roman said he was coming out to Raw to finish unsettled business. To finish unsettled business, it comes on Raw, and he's just complaining about Vince's kids being on TV every week. And it's like you could have done that on SmackDown. There's no reason he had to be on Raw for this. And so, storyline wise, none of it made sense. It made no sense why Kofi was there. I think because like now put Hulk Hogan in that same role, same same role for Roman Reigns. He comes out and bitches and moans about the McMahon kids. I don't think we would care. We would just be so excited. Hulk Hogan's on Raw, and he's not supposed yeah. to. We're getting a treat. WWE, that's why they booked it that way. And they didn't put as much thought into it. Wait, wait, wait a minute. We should probably explain why he's coming on Raw tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Roman Reigns. They're going to go crazy. No, we're good. Yeah. Well, And then Daniel Bryan coming oh. out and then making his return to Raw, being pointed out, no, he's not a member of the Raw Raw. I just said, I put on the show after my meeting, and I seen Daniel yeah. Bryan wrestling Kofi Kingston. I was like, What? What the hell did I miss here? <laughs> yeah, you know, look, I mean, look, from a talent standpoint, I don't mind Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns being on Raw. It does load oh, the show up a lot Daniel more. Yeah. I just think one of the biggest problems with WWE storytelling <clears throat> is that the stuff makes no sense. There's so many plot holes that... No, like you just said with Roman, you're right. Yeah, it just makes no sense. And you do that on any other show, people are going to shit all over it. So WWE like, does it all the time. You know, wrestling show, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if uh, yeah. if on Breaking Dead, some dead character was back on the Could next episode, and then back to dead like. on the episode after that, uh, right. you can't. Yeah, you can't get away with that. But WWE fans are just so conditioned that it doesn't matter that you know, their response is like, "Well, why do you complain? Turn it off then." Yeah, no, you don't want us to do that. You're lowest ratings ever. <laughs> Matt, if you move to Orlando and you become the mayor of Orlando, you don't keep showing up. At the Longwood City Council meetings, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, you do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring Matt back for the raid. He doesn't even live here anymore. But if you're Never Orlando mayor, you don't all it. of a sudden start calling yourself the Longwood mayor again without any reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Stay consistent. Yeah. Anyway. If the show is more popular, I could see tomorrow people doing stupid things and just saying wild card rule. But no, <laughs> wrestling's not that over anymore in the popular no. culture. This was yeah. 20 years ago. Um, yeah, this uh, was strange. So. 
Kofi, Daniel, Roman, and then, hey, just for kicks, let's have AJ show up at the end of this segment. After we say tonight, we're going to see Drew versus, oh, Drew interrupts us. We're going to see Drew versus Roman. We're going to see Kofi versus Daniel. And then AJ Styles comes out because AJ wants to talk to Vince McMahon. Uh, and then he gets paired with Seth Rollins, who came out uh, as a tag team in a match against Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin. Uh, and Vince just off? made them look like school children in this segment. He's like, you guys are teaming up. No reason why they're teaming up. We said this would happen a couple weeks ago. Like, this is the old baby face. This is how they book every baby face versus baby face world title matches yeah. is that they have them team together and one accidentally hits the other. It's going to be Mr. X's fight. He's holding the homeboy up. Dude moves, gets clotheslined by his buddy. Wait, what'd you do? I don't know. What'd you do? Why'd you let him go? I don't know. Why'd you hit me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have done that for, you know, for, for decades now, every time. Yeah. And then, yeah, oh, Vince and Seth is like, no, I'm not teaming with him. And Vince's like, yeah, you are. And that's what he does. We literally have a name. It's called the mist a misdirection spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, to <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. I just feel like this was a waste of Vince McMahon, you know, uh, to have him in this role tonight. Because definitely what you're saying. Well, because way, again, it made no sense. Why is AJ complaining to Vince that Roman's there? He's not wrestling Seth that night. And nobody was going to stand up to him or do anything about it. There were no stakes. This wasn't the authority versus the heroic babyface or anti-hero. You know, and I was thinking about this, tweeted this tonight. Given the reality stuff, why don't they have a storyline now where somebody wants to get out of their contract and has to fight their way out of their contract? And then they win and decide to stay, form a faction, disrupt from within. Why don't we take some reality and bring some stakes to this if you're going to have Vince on screen? It's just stupid to have him out there saying, wildcard rule, I'm a genius. And everyone just goes along with it. I, I, I can't. I, I got nothing for you. I mean, just there's like so I much said, they could be this doing. is storyline-wise. So it, it made no sense why AJ was out there. I didn't. I don't get None. what he was complaining about. What did, what, what did this transition to? This it's a, a match of AJ and Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley the and Baron Corbin. It, this was just to lead to the misdirection. Misdirection spot. spots of <laughs> Baron and Bobby picked up the win. Um, I mean, and this was the opening of the show where we saw all these superstars. We went to this match. The they start pushing each other. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, AJ accidentally hit Seth with the flying forearm and just left. Oh, so, he was knocked out. Yeah, yeah. And then Corbin pinned Rollins. Um, gotcha. Yeah. And there were like six commercial breaks. And by the way, time. this was real life. Just so you know, AJ the babyface would go back and check on him and say, "Hey, dude, I totally didn't mean to do that." Obviously, <laughs> right, yeah. this was real life in a real sport. He would just walk away. Yeah, but it does make it. You know, it. it AJ is, is coming across kind of heelish in this, so if it's a heel turn for AJ, I'm all for it. <sighs> see what you're doing, though, right there? You see what you're doing? You're letting them get away with lazy writing, not, <laughs> not reality writing, because you just want to skip and get past and get to the point where AJ becomes heel. That's what they depend on us to do nowadays. Yeah, yeah fill yeah. in the blanks. Like you I just with, with Roman Reigns showing up on Raw, don't ask questions. Just be excited. Roman's here. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's amazing? We haven't talked about in a while, but that WWE comic book that's out now, like they have this writer who fills in. Everybody's really good. Yeah, it's really good. And because what it does is it takes all the stories you see and it gives the characters motivation, backstory. Yeah. Like it spells out everything to where it's like, to man. Be fair, they have more room to do it. True, true. To, to cover, if you will. Absolutely. But right. I'm surprised people don't think about this stuff ahead of time. Why don't they ever say, what is AJ Styles' motivation? What's you know, he heard that's what the damn, you know, that's the answer for. Yeah. 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 Not even a lot of that. And not even a lot of like, uh, oh, I talked to so-and-so earlier today and they filled in. Like, I've noticed a lack of that. They used to do that a lot. 
they used to. That's how they used to do it. The real, like Jr. and all, and, and King, they were very good at that. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just doing the same, you know, baby faces have to team together for no reason. There's no reason why they have to team together. Yeah. Uh, that was given. Why not just use reality? You know that these guys have been considered the two best wrestlers, and uh, you know they faced each other a long time ago in the Indies, and they've been wanting this match forever to prove who's the best. And you know, I feel like that's something that's. It's just reality and it seems it's way yeah. more interesting to me than i accidentally hit you with a forearm <laughs> um well speaking of inconsistency from the commentary so uh the miz was backstage waiting for shane mcmahon they kept cutting back to that but Sami Zayn comes out renee young on commentary before the commercial break says oh good Sami Zayn's coming out this is my favorite part of monday night raw and then <laughs> a minute into sammy's rant she's like somebody needs to shut him up <laughs> Even though he's been doing the same rant for weeks. Yeah, and she just said it was her favorite part of the show. And now she's having issue with it. I mean, I think tonight this was where it turned the page, right? The crowd wasn't popping for this. They were chanting boring while Sammy was doing the same old thing. Um, and then Braun Strowman interrupted him, chased him to the backstage of the ring, uh, tossed him into a dumpster. And I guess they're in a feud now? Um, you know, I, I was trying to remember where I'd seen it before. It was, remember, Sami Zayn lasted 10 minutes against Braun Strowman two years ago. Right. It was the first closest thing to a loss Braun had experienced since the brand split. He had that Sammy... dumpster match loss too to Kalisto. Yeah. But I think Sammy was first. Sammy lasted 10 minutes in the that. ring with him. And so how are we supposed to take Sammy seriously in a feud when Sammy's running away from him backstage, getting tossed into dumpsters? I mean, at least Kevin Owens hit in the porta potty and got tricked. Yeah, well, this is like... probably, I'm guessing they're probably going to lead to a dumpster match, right? Yeah. Well, Kevin, you mean Kevin Owens got out? Uh, he he got Wiley Coyote'd. Yes, right. yes, outsmarted. And with so Sammy, I can see them doing that with Sammy too, where Sammy does shame. something. To shame, here he is cutting these edgy promos, right? Something we haven't seen before. We haven't. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you do with it. <laughs> the equity you guys just got with him moving forward, and people being in, intrigued by him, is worth so much money. Think about the dollars being wasted on the writing, things of that nature, to put baby, to hopefully write for Babyface to get in a certain position or heels to get so over that people are willing to pay their hard-earned money to see what you're going to do or say next. Sammy gave it to you from day one coming back and has continued to give it to us on the microphone. And this is what you decide to transition it into? <laughs> and, come on. And Glenn, do you're you know what you were saying earlier, uh, uh, you know, having a wrestler wanting out of their contract, oh, Sammy would be perfect for that. You know, perfect. ideal, right? Yeah, that'd be a great storyline for him. And then you have WWE trying to bury him. He keeps winning. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> kind of like Daniel Bryan's shoot story there for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. he did it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, draw on the real stuff that's happening behind the scenes. Have Sammy talk about trying to unionize the guys. I mean, can you imagine? Well, how no, hot, how they would never allow that. No, but talking about the conditions, you know, that they're working in, he could allude to it. But I'm saying Sammy is perfect for this. And you could turn him babyface halfway through it. He would get yeah, everyone. Like he on their comes phone. out in like a John Oliver 316 shirt or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because now they're just, I mean, he, Sam, if you're watching, do this. Yeah. He's DOA. If the, this is the feud against Braun, like Sammy's run is over. Yeah. yeah well, I bet they do a Wiley Coyote finish with Sammy beating Braun in the dumpster match. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. No offense to Braun. I mean, I'm all in favor of Sammy winning. I mean, with I where Braun is at, it's the writing's kind of on the wall with where they see him right now, which sucks. Yeah. But it does uh, suck because he was one of the superstars that seemed like a superstar that had broken. Uh, broken Can't break got over too, Raj. Yeah, 
he, I mean, when that growl would hit, the people would just get on their feet. Uh, and that's kind of gone now. And during this chase backstage, the Lucha, Lucha House Party had a squash match against three enhancement talents. <laughs> so they're yeah. building up the Lucha House Party. I don't know about that. <laughs> Tonight's the start, man. Tonight's I'm sure the they'll be back to losing on main event next week. Okay, this made no... I feel like... I mean, this is just crazy as I'm reading this back that this is actually what we saw tonight. They announced Ricochet was going to face Robert Roode and Ricochet's spot money in the bank was up for this match, for the outcome of this match. Did anyone think Robert Roode, unless there was some secret injury we didn't know about with Ricochet, how could you have this year's money in the bank match without Ricochet? Good call. Yeah, but at least they should have done this last week and the winner gets put into the money yes. in the bank match. You know? Um they don't put stakes into anything. They did put stakes into this. Okay, they did. I mean, it was an all right match, but I don't think it helps uh, Robert Roode either. No, it does. Yeah, I oh, mean, he, he's got this new character. He's already losing. You know, it's again building momentum and giving guys, uh, you know, giving them a little push when they get a fresh coat of paint and not just beating them right off the bat. Need those wins. Yes. Do you think the new character thing is something that? he came up with and he thinks creative is on board with it, but creative is just sort of patting him on the head and going like, Oh yeah, good new character. Sure. You got could be. Could be. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes these guys, like it's not in sync with each other. Right. Like, I don't know. It was just yeah. very odd. That's a math point. Odd. That is good that they had, you know, there, there were stakes. Sure. So many, so many of these matches don't mean anything right after the show's over. And they could have, I think it have a really good feud if they built to it. Um, I thought this match was good tonight. I, this is probably my favorite uh next to daniel and kofi this yeah. is probably my favorite match tonight yeah wwe's problem we, we mention it all, all the time is so many of their feuds are just guys trading wins it's never a story you know that starts and then leads to a match it's just them having a bunch of matches and trading victories and so they they did that here you know rude beat ricochet a couple weeks ago now ricochet gets his win uh backstage we saw heath slater as Dominic and Rey Mysterio walked by him. Dominic got into a confrontation after the break with Samoa Joe, talking about destroying uh, his dad, Rey Mysterio, at Money in the Bank. So, actually, I thought this was good tonight. They keep building it. I like that Dominic's involved with it. This is uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to at Money in the Bank, feud-wise. It just seemed like it was going to end with something more interesting, I thought, when they showed Samoa Joe going to his to his dressing room. And... Uh, you know, just to talk smack that, I don't know, I thought that was kind of weak. I thought he was going to attack Dominic, and I thought that would have been a, a good way to kind of you know, uh, get, next some, week. get some next fire week. on this feud. Yeah, they could. Um, so there was one women's match tonight. So Matt, to your point, I don't know how this is capitalizing on the women res uh, main eventing WrestleMania. Lacey Evans versus an enhancement talent. She sent out invites to all the other women in the uh, Money in the I Bank like, match. I like that, by the way. I did too. I think we could see a Lacey uh, Evans Southern Tea Party segment with her having. I like the invitations. I like her getting a local jobber, for lack of a better word, enhancement talent, to showcase her. That's how they should. I Absolutely. Mean, you generally want to bring somebody in and then showcase them this way, right? It's some squash matches. You don't get to see it with females very often. But they did right by skyrocketing her to you know put the rocket up or you know what, right? To To immediately be working with the champ champ as well. It immediately gave her credibility right away. So you can't really top that, but I'm happy that they gave her a local enhancement talent to see what she can do. Yeah. And I think, uh, Lacey, you know, she, I, she feels like a star. She's got, I was wrong about her. You know, I'll say it right now. 
wrong about her. I don't think she should win at Money in the Bank, but I like her a lot. Yeah, I agree. I don't think she should win either. But um, I don't know. Them clumping all the women together. It's kind of like all the all the improvements that were made to the division when Ronda was here. Are, it's now going back to where it was. Kind of, yep. Fit, um, what's what's the saying? Ten pounds of bleep in a five pound bag. Yeah. So, Raj, is it true that Dana Brooke got the spot that was intended for Sasha Banks in Money in the Bank, but with Sasha walking out? Yeah, yeah. Sasha was originally pegged for that spot. So, you know what? I hope Dana Brooke wins Money in the Bank. Oh, I think yeah, it, no. Would, you know what? That would be cool. Though, it's a Cinderella story, Raj, and people is. can get behind that. It, you know, it, it kind of is. It is. She's been buried so long now. It's going to be tough, though. <laughs> They've got yes. to play on the realness of what you just said, though. And Sasha Banks, I mean, look at Booker giving her crap. Booker T uh, talking smack about her in his radio show about her walking out because she's not happy. She's not in the title yeah. picture. Dana Brooke has been through a lot of shit, personally and professionally. She's had nothing to do for the longest time. Titus Worldwide, she was doing okay in that. That got taken oh, away from her. Her life story is awesome. It's just... Yeah. Glenn, is the damage done and is are we too far back? That's my point. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that too. I think Dana, it will be good, but she's just been beaten so much that I'd like to see that be the, the money in the bank, be the next step up for someone on the rise. Um, and if you're going to do that with Dana, start pushing her now, start giving her wins. Yes. Words out of my mouth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to give her like some decent promos uh, and work with her a bit on that. But I think they could have another, at least a Heath Slater situation on their hands uh, if they do this. Like that, but yes. I agree. I agree. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's you like, you don't want to make it a joke. About... No, absolutely. Well, I didn't say James Ellsworth, Raj, please. Heath uh, Slater was comedy. They, but they could really <laughs> wrestle. I mean, they, they had good promos. Like, that was a great arc. I would take Heath Slater and Rhino. I would take that arc right now over anything we saw on TV tonight. Wow. <laughs> that arc, wow. I was emotionally invested in that arc. And I One think the night, Raw writers, if you're watching, how shameful you must feel right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt, Matt, lately, okay, Matt, lately, what story arc? Forget the in-ring aspect of it. What story arc have you been invested in lately? Anything concerning Daniel Bryan, right? But since he's been beat, there hasn't really been much. Um, yeah, I think nothing. Kofi. Kofi Nothing. was an investor. I liked the, okay, I liked I, I'm fans of see, I'm fans of people. And I'm the being the dumb fan that says I don't need a story. I just want to see them wrestle. I'm so excited to see Ricochet wrestle. I don't care about the story. And that's not the way to be doing this. We should care. And they programmed us to almost be numb to it, which is not yeah. good. It's why they lose so many fans. Because other fans are not like us, where they'll continue to come back week after week and just okay and give them rationalize and give them the okay to keep screwing us over with not giving us storylines and taking advantage of us, our fandom. Others aren't as strong and will not come back. And that's why the ratings are where they're at. Yeah, there's yeah. no story. There are no storylines right now, are there? there I mean, I just, other I, than back shaving and icy hot. Um, what are the storylines? Um, nothing. Yeah. We, have, we, have tag, we have tag team champions we don't know anything about. No. Yeah. Um, you, we, you have to like do your own research to know that how far back they go and and with the champions. Know. Can everybody name them? I don't. That's not the way it is in wrestling anymore. I I, I generally can and I cover the show. I to, yeah, I have to think about it. Like, who's the who's the? Oh yeah, from Samoa Joe's U.S. champion. <laughs> I don't want to more championships, so that's why it has nothing to do with it. Back in the day, you knew Jimmy Superfly Snuggle was the Intercontinental Champion or second, you know, and Hulk Hogan Heavyweight Champion, and yeah, w, right. WWF didn't have as many cha champions, but you knew all the champions in WWF and WCW. Absolutely, right? at all times, I did. Yeah. 
Hey, we had uh, Becky Lynch do this run-in on Lacey tonight yeah. after, uh, and this thing is Becky didn't even get a comeback on it. I feel like so much of it happens on Twitter now that I don't know how the average fan feel. I mean, we talked about this last week. Why Why watch Monday Night Raw? You're going to see the best highlights on social media. Yeah, just watch the pay-per-views. You'll be fine. This I, I was not must-see TV. I don't follow Twitter, though. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't know the storylines that they're doing on it and the shit talking they're doing amongst each other. So if you're saying that you should be watching and watching the show to get everything filled in, I'm not doing that. Well, if a show, if you can follow a show in a three hour show with just a few gifts, uh, that's a problem right there. You don't hear people, you don't have to hear people saying, oh, I'm not going to watch Cobra Kai. I'm just going to watch a couple of clips of it. You know, hell no. Yeah, no. If it's a good show, people are going to watch it. It's true. Yeah. True. This tonight, not so much. Um, It's no suspense, no intrigue, no, uh, it's just the same bland old booking that they keep doing every week and the ratings are falling. You would think Vince McMahon is a genius. He's a, you know, he's a billionaire, but he should know to remove himself from the areas where he's not strongest and where, and the areas where the product is hurting the most. They're dry, they're dropping in popularity at a huge rate. And and sure. since Mania, it's been even worse than ever. Twenty five percent down from last year with viewership. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And live attendance is down, uh double digits, merchandise sales are down. I mean you every double digits ten percent. What do you mean? Uh I think live attendance was like fifteen percent. I merch I, I, was I, like twenty or twenty five, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. big one. That's bigger than the attendance. Merch being down twenty five percent is immense. That's a problem. I'll also say um that I actually forgot what I was gonna say. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anyone whose merch people feel like they have to have anymore. Um, they're not even doing anything that's like gimmicky or interesting. Uh, case in point, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus the Viking Raiders. We had our tag team champions out there tonight. Good, finally. Uh, uh, yeah, but they lost. <laughs> they got squashed pretty much. Was it un- Was it uh, championship titles were not up for grabs? No. Of course not. Now, do they even say that? They, I don't think they ever even explain it to the viewers. So oh. I am guessing the viking raiders are going to maybe win the titles at money in the bank oh, gosh if they beat the viking raiders right off the bat just just like looking for them <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so yeah i mean I, I would assume this was done to set up a title match so yeah money in the bank um yeah okay high point of the show firefly funhouse bray wyatt hang i'm gonna go back and watch it it's awesome yeah uh talking uh mercy the buzzard and abby the witcher with bray tonight mercy got rid of rambling rabbit because he didn't like his bohemian beliefs (laughs) 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 and then they had kids there there were a bunch of bored looking kids sitting around bray wyatt they're letting bray wyatt near children i'm all in favor of this and these kids look like either like uh zoned out or i don't know if bored zombified or just what do you mean yeah just kind of like uh like dead dead eyes you know in a spooky way or in a shoot way i thought it was it was in a spooky way that's cool like it was kind of disturbing okay cool cool it was really cool um the director that that made these you know he did an interview with justin labar uh that we have on the site somewhere wow yeah he talked about how did you get him where did you get him uh justin i guess knew huh. him. but yeah he he's directed he's done stuff with will smith and tom cruise and uh and he mm. said that he puts bray wyatt up there with those guys as far as how much thought he puts into the character 
Yeah. Love that. That's awesome. I'm gonna watch that. You have the interview up now. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just shoot you guys the link. It is. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what to search on on the site. Please. Yeah. Uh, so Matt, back when you were there, did they pair you with creators like that? How did they handle? When I was in developmental, they did. They pair us up with particular writers on the writing team. So when we got to the main roster, they know us really well. They know our ins and outs. I still have my paper to this day. I posted it on Twitter. You guys can go back and check it. Same on my Instagram. Um, of my the Vitruvian man that the writer at the time drew. The Vitruvian man, you guys know who that is Leonardo yeah. da Vinci's uh, drawing of the perfect man. And it was gonna this was gonna be the introduction to my blueprint persona that I tried to sell Vince on being having him be Dr. Frankenstein and creating the world's most perfect giant. And you show flashes, you know, of Andre the Giant, Big John Stud. King Kong Bundy, then morphed into The Undertaker, then into Kane, and updating it with today's Giants, and then boom, the whole TV screen explodes, and you just see my like hulking silhouette, you know, breathing heavy. But and then the next week you come back to him doing it's alive, it's alive, and then building me up and kind of like a spin-off of the Rocky Four with Ivan Drago training with all this crazy synthetic different machineries, and he's basically the perfect man. And Vince loved everything about it, so I said the word synthetically created. And that turned them off because of steroids and it's things steroids. of that nature. I'm not even saying that. What are you? You're missing. Ah. Ah. But I, ha I still have the paperwork of that uh, that uh, writer uh, turning it in on my behalf. And they paired me with a creative team member at the time. Dan Madigan is who it was. Um, Dan Madigan, good guy. We all loved him a lot as a writer. He knew us upside down, inside out. And unfortunately, he didn't get a big enough role where they would listen to him on a, in the, on a lot of characters. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I mean the vignettes sound like. cool. They sound cool. Yeah. Like they could be really cool. I saw this. I thought that was awesome, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I knew what it was like now. I mean, we hear from all this talent that's left there behind the scenes, and uh, you hear the stories about Vince just rewriting everything, having a very heavy hand in it. Yeah. Well, when people complain about like they just want wrestling, you get a lot of wrestling on WWE shows. The problem is it's a lot of meaningless wrestling. It's matches that have no stakes, no no storyline purpose. It's just done for the sake of filling time and forgotten about. No depth of character. Nope. And it yeah. doesn't matter who wins or loses. It, it does not at all. Tonight, Exhibit A with a tag team match, non-title. They lose. They lose again. Have they have they done nothing but lose so far since winning the championships? I think. Uh, no, Kurt uh, Hawkins got some pins because it was a big deal that he he's won more matches. And singles matches? Uh, Not on Raw, though. They won uh, at least one week. Didn't, no, they beat the Revival, remember? Oh. Oh, and they right, did right, the right. tag matches. Yeah, so Kurt yeah. picked up still a win, but part of the tag team. Um, yeah, they beat the Samoa, Revival. Samoa Joe hasn't won since Mania, I don't think. Um, that's, that's a travesty. I'm using the bathroom real quick. <laughs> All right. Um, that's how I felt during most of Raw. Like, well, use the bathroom. <laughs> uh, I mean, Drew Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Okay, this was a match. It was a waste of time. It, it was just yeah. a DQ finish. It, it didn't Shane do Elias running in. Yeah, so Vince later is saying it's only going to be three people. Uh, but and, and if there's more, they're going to be suspended. But here we had Elias, right? And then Lars later, so it was five. And then Vince did change it to four. But you had five people on tonight from SmackDown. So the they're not staying consistent with their storylines on their own show. 
Yeah, they're separate brands except when they feel like putting someone else on the other. But you, the weird thing about it is that there's no rivalry anymore between the brands. I mean, remember the invasion right. aspects that we had, the run-ins with Becky before Survivor Series? That was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not even pitting the brands against each no, other. There's, anymore. I mean, we've talked about this so many times. There's so many interesting things you could do with like them trying to steal talent from the other brand and, and, you know, uh, signing someone from be under their nose and, you know, like have a rivalry there. So it just we gives you more, GM. it just gives you more uh, storyline uh, options and, and things to do. We need GMs again because with just the McMahons aren't fighting against each other is very boring when there is zero conflict. Yeah in the uh oversight so yeah this was dq shane um elias running in we'll see what happens tomorrow night oh so the miz came in because he's been looking for shane shane ran away from the miz i'm hoping the miz's father at least shows up at money in the bank and plays some role in the shane versus I mean, he miz. probably will I mean, he, he got injured in that uh i think he had like rib cracked a rib he cracked a rib yeah so. He said that Vince McMahon told him that him getting in the ring, putting up his fist, was his favorite part of WrestleMania this year. <laughs> well, that's saying something. Tells you a lot about Vince. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Revival versus Gallows and Anderson. Matt Morgan, I'm so glad you're back for this. Um, <laughs> so does this hurt the Usos now at this point that they're pulling out this gag from Revenge of the Nerds that the Usos put Usi hot in the Revival's... Uh, uh, bags, so they rubbed it all over themselves. It's sweat activated. They're burning. They're rubbing their uh, butts and groins all over the ring with their gear there. The revival as they're doing this. They did comedy bit in the middle of the match. Nope. This is what happened instead of the match. And then the revival ran to the Usos. They're like, "Oh, we have some water for you. Gave it to them. They poured water down their trunks, and the Usos said, "Oh, water makes it worse, guys." Uh, and that was the payoff to the joke. This isn't just hurting the revival. This is hurting the Usos, the best tag team in all of the WWE. Yeah, I can't argue that. That's terrible. Yeah, when the Usos came out, there was like there weren't many cheers. This is hurt. This is hurting them. <laughs> and the fact I don't know if it was Jimmy or Jay when they came out that was saying what? Yeah. What? Like he was trying to hype it up. Yeah. Like oh my god, can you believe uh, that the Usos are here? It was just so stupid. So yeah, so the revival they you know were offered new deals. They didn't sign it, um, and so they're being buried. And this is you know this is what they're doing. They'd rather put on bad, embarrassing TV. To embarrass talent for not re-signing. Okay. Real quick, Memo WWE, you're not in any way, shape, or form in position to be doing this, wasting television time and our time, the viewers watching it, the fans watching it, because you want to punish your wrestlers. You want to do it, do it behind the scenes. Don't put it on TV and waste our damn time with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, I mean, this was just so cringe. It's one thing if you're, you know, I'm all for doing, if you want to do comedy segments and stuff, I'm all for it if it's good. You know, um, Daniel Bryan and Kane. I think of that. You know, when they when they yeah. did the anger management stuff. But the burial, the purposeful burial, yeah. I, I'm never a fan of that. I don't need to see it. None of us do. Yeah, it, it was just stupid. I, I I mean, it was embarrassing watching this, and and like I was just worried my wife was gonna because she always comes in when the stupidest stuff on wrestling is on, and I was worried yeah. she was gonna. I, it felt like I was watching porn because I had my hand on the remote ready to change the channel in case, <laughs> in case she walked in. And I don't watch <laughs> porn on TV, but anyway. Thank you for sure. <laughs> that's, it felt, that's what it felt like. Yeah. <sighs> um, and then afterwards, No Hey Jose came out Great. and got destroyed by Larson. That's when I'm like, man, if I, if I didn't have to do this show, I would have been out. <laughs> you made it that far without picking <laughs> that? How quickly was it squash? Oh, no, Lars, it wasn't even a match. Lars just beat the crap out of No Way Jose. 
Wait, so No Way Jose, we were led to believe, was going to come out what? Cut a promo? Do something. He had a congo line with him. Have the single spotlight on him all of a sudden? We're supposed to believe he's a big deal. Well, and Lars did destroy the Congo line also. That was that was good booking, I think, because Lars destroyed multiple people. Um, and then afterwards, we went backstage to uh, Lars confronting Vince McMahon, Vince uh, clarifying Ooh. that Lars can show up wherever he wants, basically. Wow. Well, no, he Vince said that the wild card is three. He's on the phone saying this wild card is for three talents that can go back and forth each week. Um, and then, and then Lars walked in and he goes, all right. It's four, even though technically there were five on this show. Yeah, so but whatever he wants. Yeah, let's slow down here. That's a big deal right now. You're telling me he was in a promo backstage venue with uh, Vince. Vince one yeah. on one. And Vince was scared of him. Yeah. Awesome. He's about I mean, to get the monster push. I've been it's saying coming. this forever. Lars went, you That's know. That's a sign of it. It's coming. Yeah. I've been saying it. Lars is the guy that I most saw last year uh, as being in the main events, you know, whether. Fans feel like he deserves it or not. That's the kind of guy Vince likes. Yep. Uh, hey, remember that thing about us being the authority and no automatic title rematches anymore? Well, tonight, Daniel Bryan faced Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship, which is not headlined a dual brand pay-per-view, but was able to headline an episode of Monday Night Raw, not even the brand it's associated with. Um, the uh, big headline out of this is Kofi Kingston beat Daniel Bryan clean in this rematch here. Wow. Is this the end of the feud, you think, Raj? I don't think so. Just because of the options that they have, you know, mm. they, they just don't have uh, that many people. I'm, I'm assuming they're going with Daniel Bryan after Kevin Owens I, is over. I do still want to put it out there that I'd still do see a big E heel turn coming. It's yeah. going to come within this championship run of Kofi's. Well, he's out with injury right now. Oh, he is torn meniscus. Yeah, meniscus. Yeah. Oh, he'll be back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's not expected to be out that long, but um, six weeks, I'm guessing. Uh, he, he they never gave a an estimated time, but yeah, I think that's typical, right? Six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this match was good. This is my favorite match of the night. I thought it was good. They let these guys go. Yeah. They got like 20 minutes yes, at the I end watched. of the show. I was able to catch this match was awesome, and I couldn't fathom because I didn't see the explanation why Daniel Bryan was there. I was like, what? What the hell happened? What did yeah. I miss? So he's been cleared. He had had a concussion, or it's believed that he had a concussion, but he's been out with a book injury. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Oh man. Um, yeah, the the crowd was kind of dead for this, and I think it's just the show <laughs> just just show just brought him down because they were hot for Kofi and Daniel Bryan in that opening segment. I mean, when Kofi's music hit, they were I mean, the power the pop was gigantic, and same as Daniel Bryan. So yeah, the show just took it out of them. I think. Yep, that's indicative of not the talent, but the entire long ass three hour show, especially when it's not written well. Yeah, and that's the thing: best talent they've ever had in ring. Yes. Uh, so much yes. talent on that roster, and they're just being wasted. I think if you watch this, that you just like wrestling, like you just like in ring action. Time to do, yeah. Yeah, but even then, I feel like I mean, the opening of the show, there was all that goddamn talking, you know, before we got to the wrestling match that had zero stakes. Um, I don't yeah, know. Wrestling the rest of the stakes. show was pretty much wrestling, though. It was. There was a lot of wrestling, but wrestling without consequences. Exactly. It's, it's like, Matt, I don't know. So if you're watching a bar fight, right? It's like, oh, exciting. It's a bar fight. But I kind of want to know, why did it start? Who said what to whom? Yeah, and you're not going to watch it for five hours if it's just the same thing, you know? You need to have it, like you said, a storyline, a reason. Um, something. Something. Anything to explain. Uh, so that was Monday Night Raw tonight. The XFL has announced its broadcast schedule. 
What's the scoop on that, Rob? Okay, let me uh, let me get this up. It's a pretty uh, pretty interesting deal. They are um, signed. They've signed with Fox and ESPN. They're going to have forty three games. Uh, oh. More than half of them are going to be on broadcast. So it's going to be on um, uh, ABC and Fox. So big names, but they're not getting any rights fees out of it. So it's really? uh, yeah, no rights fees, but. Uh, Fox and ESPN will be covering the production cost, which is about $400,000 a game. So that comes out to, I believe it is um, 17.2 million then uh, is what it would be for the season. So while they're not getting rights fees, they are getting that. And if it becomes a big hit, it's going to have tons of exposure being on broadcast uh, television. First XFL was as well. They dropped fast. Uh, but this year, you know, with this, they'll be on ESPN and Fox, and then uh, I mean, ABC and Fox with supplemental games on ESPN, ESPN two, FS one, FS two, and yeah, they have back to back games Saturday and Sundays afternoons, two games in primetime on Fox. So um, as far as exposure goes, it's a great deal. Money wise, it's not, but. Uh, I'm sure the networks are very careful after the AAF just bombed. I mean, it it went out of business quick. Uh, it didn't even last the season. So if if they become a big success, they're going to get a, a huge money offer at the end of it. If it you know if it proves to be successful. Hmm. Well, we shall see. Uh, AEW no TV news yet. There. I got to tell you. What's that, Matt? Rumors onto their TV. Yeah, the rumors are TNT, TBS are the the front runner. But you know, the more that, the longer that they're not signing. If there's not a deal signed this month that's announced, I think you know it starts getting dicey. Because look, WWE is pro wrestling in the eyes of TV executives, and I think yeah. Dave Meltzer noticed said mentioned that TV executives have taken are taken notice of the drop in WWE ratings. And if wrestling is deemed really? as not hot, yeah. Yeah, if okay. wrestling is deemed as not hot, um, that affects everyone. That's across the board. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to get WWE-style money because they oh, don't no, have a no. track record. No, no, no. But at this point, I mean, they could do a lot with a little. Um, and yeah, just that exposure. I mean, look at where Impact is at right now. They're on a station no one's heard of. So um, – just to be on a big station like TBS or TNT, even if the money's not the best, even though the rumor was that they are getting paid for it, um, you know that's that's a huge start for a, for an upstart pro wrestling company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the WWE's business was well, really, all you have to do is watch Raw tonight to get a sense of yeah. the state the WWE is in. Yeah, we've talked. So live events uh, is down fifteen percent. Uh, attendance is down. Uh, eleven percent uh, average attendance is down eleven percent, but that was ar also art artificially boosted by the Royal Rumble because that was in a stadium. Wait, what's the difference between attendance and live? Oh, because it includes TVs. Yeah, there was the one is the revenue. Revenue is down fifteen percent, and then attendance, the, the average okay. attendance, and so fewer events, so more Raw and SmackDowns factored into that as well. <laughs> so it should be better, but it's not. Um, merchandise, like you mentioned, Glenn, uh, down huge. WWShop.com orders down big time, like over 20%. So uh, really, it's bad all around, except they're going to be getting a ton of money with Saudi Arabia this next quarter. So, <laughs> so they had a loss last quarter, uh, So, which I think not a lot of people are expecting, over $5 million. 
but now with Saudi Arabia, they're going to, you know, be in the red. Uh, I mean, be in the black, sorry, uh, this quarter and the next two. WWE stock is still down about 13 bucks off its high. Yeah. Yeah. It's high. Uh, was it a hundred? It, it was, it hit hundred, 103 at one point. Yeah. So yeah, down a little more than that. Uh, kind of crazy. That's Monday night raw. That's the WWE. Mr. Matt Morgan. What do you want to plug before we take this home? Nothing. There you have it. Raj, we had the, we had the big news. Mayor Matt Morgan. Um, Mayor Matt Morgan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, join us tomorrow after SmackDown. Uh, what did they announce for tomorrow? There was some, uh, Kevin Owens thing. is opening the show. What's that? Sort of, sort of oh, tag, tag division. Yeah. Yeah. They're the crowning new tag team champion, or they're going to, uh, decisions going to be made. And Shane and Elias were one of the teams. And I think Kofi and, and uh, Xavier was one. Because right now they're down to four tag teams. They got the Colognes, Nakamura and Rusev, Heavy Machinery, and. Uh, oh, they also had Finn Balor. Oh, yeah, Finn and Ali. Oh, yeah. yeah, Finn and Ali. So they're making all these makeshift teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. But, I, you know, Matt, you had mentioned on Twitter you think Shane and Elias should win it. I, I do. I think it, this is the next step for Elias. They're finally getting back to his push. I think, obviously, pairing Shane with him, putting equity into it, right? Mm -hmm. um, next thing should be a, some sort of championship, right? He deserves yeah. it. They're in a continental opportunity they missed the freaking ball with. Hopefully, they do the right thing in the tag thing with him. And it might feel a little Miz Shane McMahon-ish, right, if mm -hmm. they do. But... Hopefully they're able to do something different with it and just continue to have, you know, Homeboy can still wrestle singles matches and do things like that with Shane in his corner and rooting him on and doing his some of his promos at times for him. And, you know, they've done that in the past. Or in the Attitude Era, remember, they used to put Shane with tons of different guys. They randomly put him with Big Show once when he was fighting for the World Championship versus Hunter, I recall. Um, things like that when they think somebody needs that extra something, that extra oomph. So yeah. I'm cool that putting in uh, that with Elias that excites me a little, little bit. You know? Yeah, because I think the B team was a fourth team that I, I forgot. But yes, B team Colognes, putting the titles on those guys are Nakamura and Rusev are kind of cold and uh, heavy machinery. I just don't think it's the right time. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Shane and Elias would probably be the most entertaining uh, option yeah. of those. It could be, yeah. We shall see. Join us tomorrow night talking about SmackDown Live. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I appreciate greatly a follow, where I live tweet along with WWE programming, and we'll get you back here next time. Block What's Glenn that? on Twitter. You <laughs> <laughs> can just mute me. I mean, you don't have to block me. I'm just saying. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.